What is he? What are you dancing? What is that? Dude, I'm just so happy that you're back because doing this by myself sucked. That's so, that's why I'm dancing. That's the intro. We're just going into it like that. <laughs> yes. Like, oh my God. I don't have to talk to a wall for 40 minutes this week. Although with your shitty attitude so far today and being back from Hawaii and being like, oh, my fantasy team suck. I lost every game this week. Maybe I would prefer to be talking to a wall, but welcome back, Jason. All I would say is I think maybe the reason that I won is because I think for the first time, and I don't know how long during fantasy football season, I don't think I watched a single play of a single game for close to two weeks. Maybe highlights. That sounds terrible. That sounds like a miserable existence, honestly. Well, when you uh, when you go on vacation with my wife, uh, you end up I've doing... I've never done that. No, thank God. <laughs> you, you do an activity every day every day is an activity so uh she tr- we we swam with sharks on the second day uh i told her that my life insurance policy wasn't uh good yet <laughs> so i don't know why she's trying to kill me i would never do that <laughs> but i did and it was awesome and it happened so but i made it obviously i'm alive i'm back so this is great. Welcome back. I My did God. miss you. It is so it's so good to hear your voice again. I'm sure all of the dozens and dozens of Sacco listeners agree. Yeah, I know that my mom listened to, missed listening to our podcast. <laughs> I think she missed listening to me while I was gone. I just, oh, I was gonna say she just didn't listen. Oh, I'm sure she still listened to you. Oh, okay. I miss <laughs> Michelle Cross. <laughs> oh my God! All right. Let's do it. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go! Fantasy Football Sackos, week five, waiver wire. We got the goods. I'm back. Alex, uh, before we do get started, I just want to say thank you so much for holding it down figuring out how to process podcasts and do all the things that uh i had been doing uh i listened to it it was all excellent while you were gone uh, or while i was gone um yeah so i just wanted to say thank you you're wonderful you're welcome kelly clarkson i'm glad you're back um if uh since, since you've been gone, you've been gone. <laughs> uh, yeah uh-huh welcome back um, it's nice to not have to prepare like six hours to do a 35 minute podcast anymore, uh, with bits and facts. And I can be a little more silly considering you do everything. Um, so very, very glad that you're back. Uh, we've hit the, we've gone over the 10,000 downloads in our Sacco podcasting career. So cheers to both of us. Have uh, we really? Oh, Wow. Yeah, 10, 10K. We're over 10K. So really cool stuff. Um, it's week five and it's kind of getting to like nut crunch time, at least a little bit, right? With like if if you're 0-4, you're in deep trouble. I am 0-4. And, and speaking about nut crunch time, it is Halloween time. And uh, <laughs> did you know what's spookier than seeing a black cat on Halloween? Is shaving your balls with anything other than Manscaped. 
When it comes to below-the-waist grooming, there's no need to carve your pumpkins this Halloween because Manscaped is here to upgrade your grooming experience. Go from a bite-sized candy bar to a king-size overnight and join the 2 million men worldwide by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code SACOS. That's right, ladies and gents. Code SACOS, 20% off, free worldwide shipping. Do it for the pumpkins. My, uh, I, I played the ad read last week, which was the one that you just read um, for her. And she's like, how did you keep a straight face while doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. You just kind of like read it. <laughs> and and listening to you say it is really funny. Um, <laughs> like, like, when, <laughs> like when you're just reading it, you're like in the moment sort of thing. Um, and I was, uh, I was texting with my wife yesterday and, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm not supposed to say this, but she, uh, she sent me a text message that said, can't wait to see that king size candy bar with a winky face based, based on that ad read. (laughs) And, and I called her a weirdo. And then she goes, I'm not the one talking about pubic hair to a thousand people. So she might have so a point. Great, yeah, great, great point by her. I sent her the "you win this time" uh, <laughs> gif, and uh, yeah, Ma- Manscaped sent us a whole bunch of stuff uh, well, again, which which is just fantastic. So thank yeah. you to them. Um, pretty much everything on their website we own, and it's all great at this point. Yes. All right. All all fantastic. Let's save the people with the Manscaped talk for now. <laughs> And let's jump into the top waiver wire pickups for week five fantasy football. Um, Now, before we get too far into this, there's one player that is rostered in about 70, 75% of leagues that needs to be rostered in 100% of leagues. Uh, He is currently running back two overall. And I know you know who it is just because we've been talking about it, but core Daryl Patterson needs to be rostered in every league, regardless of size. The guy put up 34 fantasy points this week and half PPR three scores. Um, Man, doesn't isn't it just so like do you, our Mike Davis video was one of the best, if not the best, uh, in terms of like views and hits and things that we put out ever this preseason. And doesn't this just make you think like, oh, what could have been? Oh, Cordero. Yeah, absolutely. And so Cordero Patterson being running back to is just, first of all, it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. And even if you have him, you still don't want to play him. Oh, I, I, I know that he's no. Yeah, but do you? He he's but here's his total snaps in each game that he's played. Starting in week one, 24, 24, 26 and 23 snaps. He in all games, he's been on the field for just under 35 percent of all plays that they run. And he's running back to. Yeah. And he's averaging like 20 plus points a week. So does yeah. it matter until he knows dives? I don't know for consecutive he's weeks. T- yeah, but it's going to happen. It has to. Maybe it's just it's not. You know what? It's, it's not going to happen against the Jets at home. 
No, they're in London. Oh, I'm sorry. The Jets in London. So he maybe he's jet lagged. Huh? Oh, that was bad. Huh? That was so bad. <laughs> no, I just I just don't know if with with those snaps, if he, he's not on the field. And like. I don't own him in any league. I told everybody to go pick him up with zero bids because I didn't think you needed to pay to get him because nobody actually believes what's happening. But it keeps happening. So, yeah, he should be right. I mean, if he's a top five running back, then, yeah, he should be rostered. Right. Led all scores in fantasy this week. No, not all scores. In, in maybe all all running backs. Because there was some like Debo and Tyreek Hill and uh, DJ Moore all all exploded. See now you're you're making me second guess myself. Uh, he led all running backs, and you're right. He did not lead all scores. He well, the only person that surpassed him was Tyreek. Okay, at wide receiver, which is still still insane. Yes, it's Cordero Patterson. He was on the Bears. <laughs> yeah, like as a backup running going back on? and punt and kick returner. That's it. All right, that's enough about Cordero. We just had to get him out of the way so we could get to the guys that you're really going to be bidding on this week. Uh, all, all right, fine. L- hold on. Before we do move on, we do we talk Fab. If Cordero is still out there in your league. What are you, what are you spending? Not more than 5%. Oh my God. All right. Well, you're not getting him. I would do 20 plus percent if he was still there. I don't trust him. That's, you don't have to. You know who does? He does. He trusts himself and he keeps producing. It's true. Now, uh, immediately following the number two running back in the league, our favorite pickup this week, and I think it's everybody's, it's like the unanimous pickup this week, is Damian Williams, running back for the Chicago Bears. He's only rostered in about 10% of ESPN leagues. Uh, in week four, he had about 55 rushing yards, a couple of catches for another 15 yards, and he did score a touchdown, put up about 15 fantasy points in most leagues. Um why is he why is Damian Williams relevant? Well, because David Montgomery had a really scary knee injury, uh, went down screaming, grabbing it, did not move it. Um, now the team believes that he that David Montgomery did avoid a torn ACL, but further testing is necessary to figure out the extent of the injury injury. But I think at a minimum, you're talking multiple weeks, right? Yep. Yeah, no doubt. So multiple weeks, you got Justin Fields looking like he could potentially competently move an offense down the field a little bit. As Um, long as Matt Nagy's not calling the plays. Yes, sir. Um, But with Damian Williams getting the starting reps for the next couple weeks, granted, hopefully the thigh injury that he did have is minor and he plays and practices and, and is the starter. But assuming health, what would you bid on Damian Williams? And what do you think about right. him? 
let's let's talk about the pros, right? The first one is is that he's a starting running back on an NFL team for the next couple of weeks, right? So that immediately gives him some sort of value. The bad news is is that the last time the Bears uh, were on the road, they had 48 yards of total offense. And this next week, they're on the road against the Raiders, whose defense actually looked pretty good tonight against the Chargers, at least in the first half before we started recording. So inherently, Damian Williams has value. If you think back to his Chiefs days after everybody got hurt and he was kind of like a two or three week fantasy stud there at the end of the year with Mahomes and and that offense. So we know that he can be explosive downside. He has a quad injury. They're saying it's just a bruise. He's probably fine. Also, other downside is his schedule the next couple of weeks. Like if David Montgomery was going to pick some weeks to not play, like it'd probably be this stretch, right? At the Raiders, home against Green Bay, at Tampa Bay, San Francisco, at Pittsburgh. That is a brutal five-week stretch until they have their bye, which we have talked about previously on, on other pods that we've done. So, does he have value? Absolutely. Is it crazy? No, because of the schedule. And Matt Nagy said that if Dalton's starting, then he is the quarterback instead of Fields. Now, believe the lip service you mean or it, not. If that's what Dalton he is healthy, he's starting? Sorry, yes. I, I might have screwed that up. Um, so I don't think that you should bid more than 15% on Damian Williams because it sounds like Montgomery's coming back and it's a tough schedule. My assumption is, is that Montgomery will go on the IR and will not play for at least the next three weeks, um, which is at Vegas, Green Bay, at Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay is one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. Green Bay's been better than they were last year and the the Raiders are just middle right so um I I think this is a 15 percent play at most um if you're desperate running back maybe go a little bit more if you're 0 and 4 and, and need somebody um he is explosive and Bill Lazor likes to run the ball um keep in mind that so the Bears offense corner Bill Lazor is when uh once he started calling the plays last year that's when Montgomery exploded yes the schedule was easy at the end of the year but you saw one week of Bill Lazor this week and they ran the ball like 30 times. So it makes sense that Damian Williams is going to get 15 to 20 touches the next couple weeks, albeit just against some tough defenses. So 15%. Yeah. I mean, I think by and large, I do agree with you on the fab number. Uh, the one caveat to that is if you are looking at 0 and 4, like I am in our league, because I've been smacked around by injury. Uh, I would definitely spend more than 15% just because he is a starting running back on a team yep. and I have like no healthy people right now. So if it was me, I would spend the fab. However, I personally don't have it because I blew it all on Elijah Mitchell who hasn't played in two weeks. So <laughs> there is that. Uh, but if you do have it, spend it, go get you some Damian Williams. I think he's going to be a great fill in for the next couple of weeks. And we also are going to start hitting buys. And he could be a great fill-in if you got some early bye weeks guys on your team. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the Bears yesterday in in Lazer's first game ran the ball 40 times for 188 yards. So they're they're going to run the ball. Um, and so Damian Williams has that that quad injury. Um, Khalil Herbert came in for the last couple of plays after he was out. Yeah. Um, he's maybe a provisional ad. Um he's a zero percenter. Yeah, zero percent. Absolutely. Um, where just to have on your roster, just in case Damian Williams ends up not being able to play this week. Right. 
All right, well, that does it for D. Will. Let's move on, shall we? Next up at running back, one of my preseason favorites, one of my early pickups, I think after week one, I said, go get this guy, and that was Kenny Gainwell, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Only rostered in about a quarter of ESPN leagues, so he should be available in most leagues. Um, week four, he finished with 31 rushing yards, six catches, almost 60 receiving yards and a score about 21 fantasy points. Uh, man, does he look head and shoulders above Miles Sanders? So I just think if Miles Sanders keeps up this whole inept playing ability that he has where he just hasn't, he hasn't looked good for a while and he's not. He's not the the two minute back. He's not. I mean, he wasn't on the goal line packages and he can't. He has almost no receiving upside. And then to boot, he finished uh, the game against Kansas City with seven carries for 13 yards. Like to me, the answer is Kenny Gainwell. I just think that if and as Miles Sanders keeps up this mediocrity, um, that you're going to see the Eagles turn more and more to Kenny G. So I am super pumped uh, in leagues where he is available. I would spend the fab to get him. Uh, he's going to be a little more expensive this time than when we told you to pick him up a couple weeks ago. Alex, how much would you drop on Kenny G? I still don't think you need to spend over five to get him. Oh, uh, really? If, if people have been listening to the pod, they're probably already have him. Honestly, um, because, uh, what it's week five and we've mentioned him, uh, I believe five straight weeks, uh, as far as, Hey, go pick him up still being rostered in, in the twenties, which is crazy. 25% of leagues. Um, yeah, he's going to probably be the, the lead back starting in week 10. I don't know how much I trust that offense. They've been throwing the ball like crazy. Um, even against Kansas City, which can't stop the run, they only ran the ball 19 times. Um, I don't know how many of those were called rushes, considering Hertz had eight eight of those carries. And they got criticized so, for it last week against Dallas. And you know what they did? They turned around and did the same thing again because Miles yeah. Sanders has 13 yards on seven carries. He can't run the ball. Yeah, but Miles Sanders was fine the week before that. He w- Miles Sanders does not look terrible when he gets the ball. That's... I mean, he's inefficient. Sure, but he still looks like old Miles Sanders. Like he's averaging uh, five, just under five yards a carry, 4.6 yards a carry against Dallas. He like last week was the first time he averaged under four yards a carry. They're just not giving him the ball, quite frankly. Um, He had seven attempts for 13 yards. How much more should they give him? Against Kansas City, if you don't give your lead back at least 15 carries, then I don't know what kind of offensive game plan you're running. Seven for 13. bad coaching. Seven for 13. Kenny G had 30 yards on three carries. Okay. Again, I know what you're saying. You should add Kenny Gainwell now with the assumption he's going to be the starter by the end of the season. Starting in week 10 is the projection, right? So the same thing happened with a lot of rookie running backs last year where all of a sudden they got up to speed. They know what's going on and they took off. If the Eagles aren't going to run the ball, then Kenny Gainwell at least has the receiving duties clearly in that backfield. So he has some standalone value. Again, 
I said a couple weeks ago, you don't need to bid more than five on them. You said, uh, I'm bidding up to 20% of my fab. This yeah. is back in week two. That was totally unnecessary. He's still only owned in 25% of leagues. People are sleeping on him. You still don't need to bid more than 5% to get him if he's available in your leagues. You, If you're 0-4, you think you're only going to spend 5% on a guy that you think might help you win a week? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I would, I, if, I would rather go get Latavius Murray. I would yeah. rather go get Damian Williams than Kenny Gainwell. Yeah, I'll get, I mean, I'll give you those two. Um, but outside of that, get you some Kenny G. I'm high on him. I think he's great. Um, before we move on to our next guy, you already brought up Lat Murray. So let's talk about the curious case that is Latavius Murray. La, uh, la, la, Latavius. So Latavius Murray it was basically widely dropped in the last week, uh, including by me. Um, and yeah, we both did it in two different leagues. Well, I was sitting there Sunday just going through my lineups real quick to set them before the noon game started, whatever. Made a couple moves, made a trade, and then dropped Lat Murray in the process about, I don't know, seven minutes before I got the sleeper notification that yeah. Lat Murray is now uh, going to be featured as the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens um, moving forward. And then just absolutely being furious with myself for about a half hour on my vacation. But then I said, screw it. Um, however, if and, we're talking son Williams, not being inactive yeah, just because they want to help. see Le'Veon Bell, like what the hell are they doing? Yeah. But I mean, those two Le'Veon and Devonta, I mean, they basically did nothing. Um, nope. Although I will say Lat Murray has been inefficient too. I mean, he is averaging less than four yards per carry. He turned 18 carries into less than 60 yards against Denver. Granted, he, defense. it is a good defense. And he did get into the end zone. He has three touchdowns in four games. So there is that. Mm -hmm. But he's only gone over 10 points in one of those games. Because, again, he's been so ineffective on the ground. Um, I don't, I still don't think he's an exciting ad. It's just the team, the Baltimore Ravens are going to run the ball more than any other team in the league. You want their lead back. He's at least a top. Would you say he's the top 24 rest of the season? If he holds on. Top, Probably top 15. I mean, I, yeah, it. I mean, he doesn't really get any receiving work, though. So that automatically limits his upside where if he's not going to score a touchdown, he's not going to be he's not going to have a top 24 week because he's not going to have any catches. Right. Yeah. And and Bal and Baltimore doesn't target their backs, you know, whether we were talking about Gus or JK or whoever, they they just don't they don't target their backs out of the backfield. That it's just not part of their offense. So because they're they're always running a misdirection somewhere and the running backs running on the other side of the field and Lamar's rolling out to the other side, one way or the other. So that's why their backs are never getting any catches because they're literally part of the diversion of the play. So yeah. Lat Murray, three touchdowns, four games. Fantastic. Their schedule's brutal. Like, I I don't really... So, Indy, 
Chargers, Cincy. They're all at home. All at though. home. All at home the next three weeks. That's that's just okay. Um, I he should be added. I think that people of the guys we've talked about, I think because he's more of a known name than the other guys that we're going to talk about, you're going to have to pay more to get him because somebody's going to be like, oh, Latavius Murray. He's owned in 35% of leagues, um, down from 45 a week ago. So basically in one out of every 10 leagues, he got dropped this week and then became the feature back. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is really interesting, right? Like that never happens. And you're looking at his numbers, they're very underwhelming. And he's he's probably a 10 to 15% fab ad just because of their offense and him scoring touchdowns, right? Yes. Um, you said 10 to 15% fab ad? Yeah. I would easily spend that. I would spend 15 to 20 again. I mean, he had 18 carries. <laughs> I know uh, he's going to have 15 but to 20 I, touches a week. I, I would be shocked if Tyson Williams isn't back in some role next week. Well, that, for that. that was my question is, you know, if the lap Murray mediocrity continues, like do the Baltimore Ravens have to do something at running back and like outside of making these, I don't know. I think almost silly signings. Like, are they the team that ponies up and tries to trade for uh, Marlon Mack? That's exactly who I was going to say, who was on my list of names that could or should be added this week um, in the event that he does get traded because the Colts are thinking or have agreed to try to trade him. Um, And if that happens, then their backfield's completely screwed up, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if it's Mack, then... uh... I don't know, but that's just, it's almost a stay away backfield, but it's not if Lat Murray's the guy, I'm just not convinced that Lat Murray is going to stay the guy if he keeps averaging 3.3 yards per carry. Like he's not. That's yeah, that that's the kicker, right? And Lamar's still the running back you want to own there. So if, you know, given all that, that's why I kind of downgraded my, my fab thing, at least marginally. Just because you don't know what's going to happen in that backfield. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Um, just shout, shout out to Marlon Mack real quick. I don't know if he was on your list to talk about or not. He is owned in 5.2% of the leagues. Um, as I just mentioned, him and the Colts agreed to part ways, essentially, and try to find a, a backfield for him to play in. Um, so if you have room, uh, Marlon Mack, uh, zero bid. I don't think you have to spend any fab to get him. Um, he is a running back that you can add that could have value if he gets traded to the right situation. So like, I wouldn't be surprised to see it. Well, like maybe the dolphins, um, just as an example, um, you know, just pops into my head where they're not super happy with their backfield. They're trying to win. They want to control the ground game to win the games. That would seem somewhat logical, but, um, yeah, just speculative ad Marlon Mack, uh, to your roster if if you have room yeah in the meantime he's not going to be doing much frank reich said in my mind the starting point is jonathan taylor with 20 carries naheem with five and mac with five so he did only finish against miami on 10 carries with 22 yards so a whopping 2.2 
yards per carry average there is not great. So I don't know. Uh, hopefully that's a one-off, you know, who knows? Yep. But, uh, somebody that excites me a little bit more than Marlon Mack is JD McKissick of the Washington football team rostered in about half of ESPN leagues in week four. He finished with 15 rushing yards, five catches for 44 receiving yards and a score for about 17 points. Uh, did make the game winning play for Washington, took a pass for, uh, and broke out for about 30 yard score um, with just seconds left against the Falcons. Um, do you think that he's involved enough in that passing game to have a little bit of potential? Anything intriguing there for you or no? Um, I don't know. So he, he was a top 24 back last year, right? Um, yeah, they before were getting in the hurt. same offense. He. You know, he's had five catches, two out of the four games this year. Um, he's had two weeks over 14 points and half PPR. Um, so he's kind of been hit or miss um, because when he hasn't been over the 14 points, he's been under five, uh, including 0.8 week one. Yeah, but that was also with Fitzpatrick, though, right? So like Heineke, I think that's, is probably yeah, going to check down more. Heineke? Um, that is true. Um this week you got New Orleans and then Kansas City at Green Bay um is is pretty good the following two weeks. Um yeah, I love I, all three of those matchups because they're gonna be down in all three games. Yeah, and for some reason they don't want to throw the throw the ball to the wide receiver that they have at running back, uh, who who's better than JD McKissick. Uh, but that's an entirely different story. Um, so yeah, I um I, I still think you can probably add him for uh, me personally, I would not spend any fab on him. I would try to add him as a zero. And if somebody bids, that's fine. Let him have him um, because he's going to have up weeks. He's going to have down weeks, but he was top 24 back last year. And um, I guess he's kind of on his way to doing that average nine, nine point five points a week. Um, that'll play. He's a he's a decent flex flex option if you're hurting, right? Yeah, I think he's a top. I think he's he's definitely flex worthy. I think depending on matchups, I think I'm with you. Uh, I would, I don't know if if I'm winning, you know, it's it's all about context, right? If I'm winning and I'm ahead in my league, I'm going to spend less than five percent, probably a zero bid on him. If I get him, great. Yep. If I don't, don't. Uh, if I'm owing four, and maybe I'm throwing out a five percenter, six percenter, or four percenter, um, to try and land him, but. Again, zero just depends on how desperate you are. Do you have any other running backs that you like to chit chat about? Yeah, Samaje Pirine um, is the backup for Joe Mixon. He's out. Uh, well, he's not officially out. Uh, he's got a low grade ankle sprain. Does does my guy Joe Mixon, uh, the plastic man, uh, did get hurt. Uh, he made it through four weeks and then got dinged up the last couple of possessions. Uh, so Samaje Pirine uh, to the rescue. Um, so if he, he's a speculative ad, if Joe Mixon's not going to play, there's been no reason to think that Joe Mixon won't play. Um, but they said he's week to week. So if you're a Joe Mixon owner, you should definitely add Samaje Pirine. Um, How much are you spending? One, uh, zero, maybe one. If, if you have Mixon, maybe a couple more than that. Um but I, I don't think you need to go crazy. 
Do you think uh, that it all goes to P Ryan or do you think it's a split system? Uh, I think it would all go to P Ryan if if Mixon doesn't play. They like to lean on one back and and ride him into the ground. I mean, maybe um, though they didn't though for years when there was Geo there. I don't know. I'd like to think that maybe Chris Evans will get a little bit of work. Maybe, but P Ryan's definitely the the guy to own there. He was in at the end of the game, two minute drill. He catches the ball at a backfield. Um, he's not that old either. Um, he was drafted, I don't know, five years ago. So um, still, still definitely in his prime. Uh, other running backs to uh, mention, one would be Brandon Bolden. Um, uh, no, who, who who is taking over the James White role for the Patriots? The disagree. Patriots run a. V- How can you disagree? It's six catches for fifty-one yards last night. I just don't think he holds on to it. I think he's the safe play, but I like JJ Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson more than Bolden. J JJ Taylor fumbled. He's never seen the field again ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> I. That's the risk of J.J. Taylor and Ramondre Stevenson, but Bolden is so boring and average, like below average. He's like, he's not an inspiring ad by any means, any stretch. The Patriots run a very quick tempo passing game, right? Where they're throwing these short passes, Jacoby Myers and Brandon Bolden and James White before he's now out for the season. Brandon Bolden's taking on the James White role. Nine catches the last two weeks, uh, and that included a game that James White was playing in. So if they're going to continue to dump down to the backs, and Brandon Bolden is that back, um, then I'm just saying somebody that should be on your radar. He's only rostered in 1.5% of leagues, um, but does have some value. Um, two other guys, and I've mentioned them the last four weeks, uh, and I will continue to mention them. Tariq Cohen is owned in 3.8% of leagues. He's IR eligible. Uh, when he comes back, he's going to play, especially if uh, Monty's out for a little while. Tariq Hill, could, or sorry, Tariq Cohen um, could have some value. And Jeff Wilson Jr. Um, in that crowded 49ers backfield, he's still a month off. He's on the pup list, uh, 7% owned. Um, and so if you have IR slots, those will be the two guys to add. All righty. Well, I think that. Just about wraps it up for running backs. Um, let's switch positions, shall we? Uh, well, we already talked about one of the best receivers in Cordell Patterson. Um, but Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers have found their wide receiver too. And turns out it's Randall Cobb. Five catches, about 70 yards and two scores, about 24 fantasy points. Aaron Rodgers said, hey. I'm not coming back unless you bring my boy Randall Cobb. They went out and got him. They produced. Uh, basically, I watched that. Actually, this is, the I think, one of the only games I watched and uh, this week. Well, it's because we got home on Saturday and the games were yesterday. I'm so lost right now. Don't worry. It's the jet log. But uh, it so looks to Cordero Patterson this week, right? <laughs> It looks like every time Aaron Rodgers was in a pinch or on third down, he literally just looked for Randall Cobb. When he's fighting for his life, creating, I think he looks for Randall Cobb. Um, he looks super I mean, skeptical. You're, you're 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 inherently wrong because Devontae Adams has like the highest target share 
for any wide receiver still. So he's still looking at Devontae Adams first. Yeah. So well, I said when he's and, fleeing and looking for somebody in desperation, he found Randall Cobb. Five catches, seventy yards, two scores. He only had six targets. I, I'm not. I'm not going crazy over this. Uh, he's. I'm not adding him in any leagues. Okay. He's a zero bid. If you're gonna if you're gonna go out and get Randall Cobb, zero bid. This is his fourth week. This is the first game he's had over three targets in any of those games. He's had two weeks of one target. Ooh. Um like just All right. this is a nothing. Okay. So Fine. it's it's a one week outlier. I mean, they're still gonna throw to Marquez Valdez Scantling more than him. Well, he's they're not still healthy, gonna throw to Lazard. Yes. They're still gonna throw to Lazard more. Like this is just a one week. Don't don't fall for it. All right, fine. Then I will give you somebody that you should spend some fab on. And you know who that is? Who? That's the wide receiver two of the Los Angeles Rams. No, I'm not talking about Robert Woods. I am talking about Van Jefferson. Rostered in about five percent of ESPN leagues. Finished with six catches, 90 yards, and another score. 21 fantasy points. He lit up the Bears just a few weeks ago. It looks like the Rams scheme stuff for him to get him open a few times a game and take their shots. Um, I like the guy. I think he. I think he's pretty electric. Um, what are your thoughts yeah, on Van I'm, Jefferson? So Van Jefferson, you would think, hey, he's automatically the wide receiver three in that offense. Here's his snap percentage each week so far this year. Uh, it's been 69%, nice, 92%, 77%, and 68% um, in, in every game. So approximately 70% in, in every game. Um, if you're a wide receiver on the field 70% of the time, you're going to get opportunities. Um, and he's being targeted enough where, yeah, he's... We, you know, he's another guy. We've mentioned him every week. Um, if, if you're going to fall for the Deshaun Jackson thing, don't because Van Jefferson's getting the targets um, six each of the last two weeks and his just on field percentage has been good enough where he should be rostered. All right. So how much are you spending? Zero. Because <laughs> I don't think you need to pay to get him. Okay. Uh, it might be the case. I would, I would throw out just a buck or two to try and get ahead of somebody on a zero bid. Yeah, that's fine. But I, I, I think you can get him with with nothing. Okay. All right. Fine. Man, we got a lot of hating going on. Um, I'm sorry. What about your guy from last year, Jamison Crowder? Oh, I like Jamison. Roster in about 14% of leagues, had seven catches, 61 yards, and a score. Uh, played his first game of the season, obviously he did. Im- immediately making an impact on the offense he with did. seven catches on a whopping nine targets. Yeah. Uh, very productive guy, productive history, target machine. Rookie quarterback Zach Wilson looked to like him. How much would you spend... On J Money Crowder, who is rostered in a whopping 14% of ESPN leagues again. Yeah, so coming off a groin injury, uh, he's on the field for 62% of snaps uh, yesterday for the Jets. So he's not even up to full speed yet. Um, 
which which is good, right? If, like he's going to eat into Keelan Cole's snaps share the rest of the way and be on the field pretty much every play. Zach Wilson targets a slot a ton. Mentioned that a couple weeks ago, uh, where he was the thirty percent uh, attempts to his slot wide receiver. That's where Jamison Money Crowder plays. Um, he's somebody that because he's not rostering a lot of spots, you can probably get him for a zero bit as well. Um, only rostered in 15% of leagues. I like him, um, to their, the game script's going to fit a ton of throws and he's kind of the short to intermediate route runner and he knows how to get open and rookie wide receivers need their blank or sorry, rookie quarterbacks need their blanket guy, right? Like they need somebody to kind of hold him. And I think Jamison Crowder will be that guy. Um, so I think he's going to be flex worthy as we approach by week hell coming up here. Um, and so, yeah, I, I would bid a dollar if you're hurting at wide receiver. Otherwise, probably zero um, just because of how widely available he is. Man, all these zero dollar bids, you finally <laughs> break out the wallet and, and throw out a whopping one percent on Jay Money Crowder. Yeah, that's why you won't I like land him. him. That's, yeah, that's why you won't land him is what it is. I, I would throw between five and 10% on him just because of the targets. I think the targets are going to be there and targets are king for receivers. So it's true. Um, before we get to our next wide receiver, have you ever tried to trim your pumpkins and turn it into a Freddy Cougar film? Well, luckily Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure that you're smelling fresh. Oh no. With their new refined body wash. Fellas. The ladies love their signature scent, and it will scare away those vampires. I guarantee you that. Unlock your confidence with the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped. Inside, you'll find the holy grail of men's grooming items. They made it easy for you to upgrade your grooming routine. This box is incredible. It comes with a bunch of different stuff. Uh, Deodorants, lotions. You got... uh, What else? What else? Oh, the... Body washes, the body wash, the boxers, the travel bag, the it's called the shed, by the way, Um, the weed whacker. That's the hair or the nose and ear hair trimmer. Oh, my Lord. That thing works. That's all I have to say. Um, My wife is very appreciative. So, yeah. Yeah. You don't look like a grandpa anymore. Thanks. Good job. Uh, now you guys can go ahead and use code SACOS at checkout to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. 20% off and free shipping with code SACOS. Thank you. Worldwide. All right. Next receiver. Is there anybody that you want to plug? Did I miss any of your favorites? Did you like (laughs) Kadarius Tony? Who'd you like this week? No, no, get out of here. Um, Emmanuel Sanders is still only owned in 45.1% of ESPN leagues. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, yeah, he he uh, he was mentioned by myself last week. He's been real good. Um, he's had over six targets every single week. Um, six or six more. Each, yeah, sorry. Yep, six or more. Um, eight, six, six, and six. Uh, five catches each of the last two weeks. Um yeah, he should be added. It's the highest passing offense um, or one of one of the, the teams that's going to throw the most this year. And he's wide receiver, too. And they're throwing it to him. He knows the offense now. A little bit of a slow start. A um, couple tough matchups. 
uh, against Pittsburgh and Miami. And then all of a sudden now against Washington and Houston, um, he's been over 70 yards uh, each week with five catches. So he should be added. Um, I think that you can easily justify up to 10% to get him if you're hurting at wide receiver. He's by far and away the guy that should be rostered out of everybody that we've talked about. Um, I completely agree with everything that you said. And what I will say as well about his slow start is I think that was just a guy learning a new offense and perfecting yep. some new timing with a new quarterback. Um, and I agree with you on the percentage. What'd you say up to 10% or did you go as high as 15? Yeah, yeah up to 10. Yeah, I, I think, well, for anybody that hasn't listened to us before, we do have a lot of new listeners. Our advice when making fab uh, bids is that you do not uh, end your bid with a multiple of five, that you go off a dollar, usually in the higher direction if you really want to land somebody, because a lot of people like to end their bids with fives and zeros. So if you want to bid 10%, if you really want them, throw an extra buck on there, go 11. Um, because I think you're going to probably have some $10 bids. So that's yep. the advice on that. And that's all I have for Manny Sanders. I just think he's great, and I think he's going to have a great little season. Um, eaten away from Cole Beasley and Stephon Diggs. That's my question for you, though. Are you worried about Cole Beasley at all? His targets, game to game, go from 13 to 4 to 13 to a whopping two targets against Houston this week. Yeah, it just depends on game script, right? And kind of what, what they think they can do. If they're going to throw shorter routes, that's going to be Cole Beasley's territory. If they're throwing a little deeper um, then that's Emmanuel Sanders um, with him kind of gliding down the field. And don't forget, they still have one of the best wide receivers in football and Stefan Diggs, who has been very underwhelming so far um, this year. And you would expect him to break out at least a little bit um, the next couple of weeks. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm a little concerned about Cole Beasley. But again, if they're going to throw 40 to 50 times a game, I, there's plenty of targets to go around. Yeah. All right. Anybody else more, on your wide yeah, receiver list? More, more, more wide receivers. AJ Green no. is rostered in twenty in twenty seven percent of leagues. Why are you saying no immediately? Because AJ Green is old and busted. Okay. Here's his snap percentage every week: eighty, eighty four, seventy nine, and eighty six. Okay. So he's on the field with Kyler Murray who's one of the more electric players in football. AJ Green, here's his weekly totals in half-point PPR. 3.5, 11.9, 13.7, 15.2. He's productive. He's their wide receiver too, clearly, over Kirk and Rondale Moore. And he should be rostered. Him only being rostered in 27% of leagues is bad and incorrect. Ah... He's averaging 11 points a week. I would I would say yes that he should be rostered. I would hate starting him. The only thing or reason why I think I would is just because of how white hot Kyler Murray has started the season. Um the thing that worries me though is like he does spread the ball around immensely and that's why you've seen Kirk blow up several times. Kirk's also obviously the wide receiver three now, three to four, I think, depending on scheme. Um, but he's doing it against, you know, the third or fourth or sometimes a nickel corner. Like, 
that's what it took for Christian Kirk to be good in the NFL. Uh, Rondale Moore, I think you'll continue to see his um, snap percentage go up as the season progresses. I think he's insanely talented uh, and a great compliment to DeAndre. So I think that eventually those guys will be the one too. I'm just not sure if it will be by the end of this season or if he'll have that Justin Jefferson ascension in his rookie year. Um, But if there's a quarterback that he can have it with, it's Kyler. Yeah, there's too many other guys there, right? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk, Limit Rondell Moore, who's only been over 40% snap percentage, two out of the four games. Um, those were 49 and 42%. Um, so the, the opportunities just aren't there. And again, AJ Green's been on the field basically 80% or more every single game in that offense. He should be picked up. Um, I think you can get away with a zero bid for him. Again, we're not even rostering 30% of, of leagues. He is a wide receiver too, essentially, so far this year with, with his scoring. So he, he should be picked up and rostered. One or two more guys that I just want to mention quickly. Josh Gordon. He's potentially going to be active this week for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's rostering 18.9% of leagues. Um, speculative ad, if you can get him. I don't think I would bid any fab on him, um, but I think you should add him. Other guys, Tim Patrick, rostered in 35.4% of leagues, kind of had a down week, but he had his most targets in uh, this week's game. Drew Locke uh, came in kind of in relief uh, of Teddy B, who, had, who got concussed. Uh, so hopefully Teddy Bridgewater will be back and Tim Patrick will, will pick up his production. Darnell Mooney went off for the Bears. He had over 100 yards in the first half. Um, he's rostered in 40.8% of leagues. Um, and it seems like Bill Laser likes him. Um, and it seems like uh, Justin so, Fields so can throw so a Fields. decent deep ball. Yeah. 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 So if, if Fields is going to play, I think that helps Darnell Mooney's stock a lot. Um, because he's their deep threat. Allen Robinson's more of the possession receiver. And Robinson, quite frankly, has been incredibly disappointing so far this year. Um, so Darnell Mooney, 40.8% if he's available. And uh, last one for me is Rashad Bateman. Um, he's owned in 12.6% of leagues. He's the rookie for Baltimore. Um, he, uh, if, if you're looking for somebody, he's a p- potential add once he starts getting on the field. And while you mentioned a rookie, I'm going to finish with one more, and that is Amonra St. Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. While he totaled 10 targets over the first three weeks of the season, Amonra St. Brown finished with eight in week four alone against the Chicago Bears, turned it into six catches for 70 yards, 10 fantasy points, uh, tied for the uh, team lead in targets with TJ Hawkinson. So I, I'm i thinking that of all the trash pile that is the Lions receivers, although shout out to uh, Khalif Raymond for getting two scores, uh, he's kind of popped off the last couple of weeks. Um, I do think that Amonra St. Brown could continue to carve a rollout for himself in that offense. So I just, I don't think they're going to have a lot of scoring opportunities, although, you know, they made the Bears defense look silly in the second half. So who knows? It's true. All right. Well, that's, that's going to tie up the wide receiver loose ends we have. Why don't we move on? Let's, uh, let's talk about some tight ends here. Uh, first up, we have Dalton Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys rostered in a whopping 21% of ESPN fantasy leagues. 
Uh, eight targets, six catches, 58 receiving yards, and a score, 18 fantasy points. He's now scored three touchdowns in the last two games and is a top four fantasy tight end in the last two weeks. Um, the Cowboys are going to continue to pass a million times a game and put up a bunch of points. Why not pick up and plug in Dalton Schultz, only rostered in 21% of leagues? Yeah, we were trying to figure out who the tight end would be for the Cowboys. Um, they've actually both somewhat been productive. Um, Jarwin. But yeah, yeah, it, it seems like Schultz is the guy. Um, and if you're hurting a tight end, he should be added. Him or Dawson Knox, right? Yeah. Yep. And thank you for stealing my thunder. Oh, I was next... trying to set you up. Oh, there you a go. Seg you. Nice seg you yeah. me. Uh, up next, Dawson Knox, tight end for the Buffalo Bills, rostered in again about 20% of leagues, had five catches, 37 yards, and two scores, 21 fantasy points, uh, four touchdowns in his last three weeks, including five catches on eight targets against the Texans. Uh, he's got a shootout with the Chiefs lined up. I think, yep. I think he could have another nice game next weekend. Um, start all the bills basically is the, is the answer what we're getting to. Um, I yeah, think the over under for that game is going to be like 60. Uh, yeah. And I think you could definitely hit the over on that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, but Dawson Knox has been a staple. Like you said in the podcast last week, as long, you know, they started, uh, what is it? Josh Allen and Knox took a prom photo and left room for Jesus. And ever since then, they're just two peas in a pod. I mean, I don't know what to say. I got the stack I, working in our league, and I'm getting 10 points on a touchdown pass, and it's just fantastic. Yeah, uh, that's because your draft sucked, and now you have uh, Allen, Knox, and Emmanuel Sanders all rostered, and you're starting them every week. Well, I mean, honestly, it hasn't <laughs> gone bad. It hasn't gone bad yet. It's true, except you're owing four, so maybe maybe it has gone. I'm bad not owing four yet. I still got four points working out over here. I'm okay. We'll see. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say uh, I, I was just checking the the score of the game because we're recording this. It's the third quarter. Uh, Hunter Renfro scored another touchdown um, in tonight's game. Uh, he is rostered in forty one percent of leagues, forty two percent of leagues, uh, and somebody that I've mentioned each of the last couple weeks. Um, again, six targets or more in every game. He's had four or more catches, probably five or more catches in every game by the end, by the time this one's done, he should be rostered. And I think that, you know, he is a 5% bid if he's available because those targets are there in a high scoring offense or sorry, in a high passing offense. Again, this is probably the first week that that car is not going to go over 350 from a passing game perspective, but Renfro should still be added. So just to retreat back to wide receivers for a brief second. There you go. Well, that's, uh, that's all of the players that I have. Uh, if you want to pick up a quarterback, I love, I love some Trey Lance while Jimmy G is out. Uh, I think that you got to see how he has that big play ability and that rushing ability. Um, so I mean, I, you you could have thrown the touchdown pass to Debo Samuel. He was that wide open. Yeah, and it didn't seem like it didn't seem like Shanahan trusted him. Honestly, well, he might not have a choice if Garoppolo can't go. Yeah. So right, and uh, so so all of a sudden we we get into our board bet here of 
he's going to be a top 10 quarterback when he takes oh. over. So, But if he doesn't take over for the rest of the season, does it count? What do you mean? What if he gets pulled when Garoppolo gets healthy? You say when he starts playing as a top 10 play. Uh, yeah. uh, in games yeah. that he starts, he's the top 10 okay. play. He's going to start this well, Like, yes. Okay, fine. But he, he won't be. <laughs> and then uh, my defensive streamer for the week is the Green Bay Packers, rostering about 20% of leagues. Um, had some turnovers, generated some turnovers this last week. Um, a couple sacks. Um, so I, I think that uh, with week five, traveling to Cincinnati, playing the Bengals offensive line that is shaky at best, I think that, uh, and with all, also without Joe Mixon, I think that maybe the Packers are a, a nice defense to stream. Do you have any other ads that you want to mention? Yeah, I'd be nervous if Jair doesn't play, um, just because you might see those wide receivers for since he get get a little loose, especially if Mixon doesn't play, I feel like they might throw the ball a little bit more. Um, other quarterbacks, um, you have to mention the rushing touchdown leader in the NFL, which is Sam Darnold. Um, he's he's got five rushing touchdowns, rostering eighteen point three percent of leagues, um, and is currently quarterback five on the year, um, which is just absolutely crazy. Would you um, start him? Let's let's do this right now. Would you start him over Jameis? Yes. Would you start him over? I can't believe you would start him over Jameis. Would you start him over Tannehill? Jameis has been bad. Like would, genuinely terrible. Would you start him over Tannehill? Yes. Okay. Um, would you start him over? I, I mean, I would say Goff, but like you would obviously start him over Goff. Would you start him over? Like, Joe no, I, I would not start him over Russell Wilson. I wouldn't start him over Lamar Jackson, but he does have more points than both of them this year. He's thrown for over 300 in three of the, like in three of four games. Um, like, uh, he's just been way better than he ever was with the Jets. Darnold or Hurts? Uh, you have to play Hurts just because the rushing yards are yeah. are so so there. Um, and the the other or guys, Herbert. I would you would hey you stick to your start you stick to your studs, but. If you don't have one of those top seven or eight guys, I think Sam Darnold should be played. Okay. And then you you also have, you also have Danny Jones, who's quarterback six, who's getting the rushing yards in every game. He threw for three hundred and forty yards um, this week, and I would like to bitch formally about Daniel Jones because I'm I lost <laughs> in a league this week because they counted that touchdown where John Ross fumbled into the end zone and then recovered it and they ruled it a passing touchdown and I lost because of it. Wow. I'm pissed. Uh, so so what kind of a I mean you wanted it to be what a rushing touchdown? No, I wanted it to be a miscellaneous fumble recovery touchdown, which is a scoring setting in a, on ESPN. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
So they he he threw a 52 yard touchdown. They reviewed it because John Ross fumbled into the end zone, but they ruled that because he recovered his own fumble that it's a touchdown pass, which is crap. Because he wasn't a, it wasn't a pass. He fumbled it and recovered it. So Daniel Jones gets count, gets the touchdown counted. So I'm I'm relying on people on Reddit and the Russians to figure out a way to overturn uh, this scoring decision by ESPN Fantasy. So if uh, if you know somebody in Russia that can help me out, I'd really appreciate it. Amen to that. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to lose that way. That sounds horrific for you. At least you're not 0-4. It's true. So. It could be worse. I could be you. Thanks. Although you were just in Hawaii for two weeks, so being you is probably not terrible. On that note, have a good night, everybody. Thank you for coming out. Please like, subscribe, follow, use our code on Manscaped. Do all the things. You guys are fantastic. Without you, there wouldn't be a Manscaped plug. So thank you so much. I'm so glad you're back. This is so much better. Oh, my God. Good night. Since you've been gone. I cannot breathe for the first time. It's so really long. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to you. Since you've been gone. Get what I want. Since you've been gone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the FF Sackos.